Say hot dog podcast word. Yeah. When you taste that nitrate power, you're in the dog zone for an hour. Come on. You know the number. Welcome to the Dog Zone 9000, the official podcast for 1900hotdog.com, where the final website combining words and pictures to make jokes. Support us on Patreon to preserve this rare and beautiful art form of word jokes. It's patreon.com slash 1900hotdog. We have an all-star cast of columnists, new articles every day, and I think that's enough plugging. I'm the internet's Sean Baby from the web, and my partner was voted yes by readers of Would You Magazine. He's Robert Brockway! <laughs> uh, I'm Robert Brockway. Here's a Brockway fact. I actually used to write for a monster truck magazine, but they fired me for being too monster truck. No follow-up questions. You're right. I wouldn't have any anyway. Our guest today is a YouTuber who makes extremely detailed, hilarity-dense documentaries about MMA, Napoleon blown apart. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having me. It's so good to have you. I love your videos, just right off the top. Uh, I think they're a lot of fun. Thank and, you. I mean, um, I'm pretty sure some people would say that I am basically a a Sean Baby clone, a, a like lower tier Sean Baby clone from like my style of writing and whatnot. So you know, I, it's, I don't know. It's, a, it's an tier. honor to be on the show. I've, I've been I was reading your stuff back when you were on OneUp.com. That's that's oh, how far back it goes. So, would you like to uh, plug something? Um, uh, just my channel, I guess, if I can. Um, if you Please. enjoy. Uh, low rent uh, um, Sean baby knockoffs uh, come on down to Napoleon blown apart's channel where I've been ripping off his work for the last several years. Um, that's a, yeah. You mean that in a nice way. That's, that's a very do, nice compliment that you say that. I, no, I, your stuff is like, honestly, if it wasn't for your articles, I actually don't think I would have ever gotten into writing these videos. I think like the first time I ever even heard of Paris or not Paris, X-Arm was in a, a Sean baby article way back in the day. If um, I could spread the message of X-Arm, I've, that's all I ever really wanted. We do share something in common. We both appreciate um, a lot of the insane early MMA stuff. And I did uh, take a clip that I know you'll find familiar. Uh, our listeners don't. Uh, they'll love it. Um, this is the greatest fight promotion of all time. Do you already know what this is? Greatest fight promotion of all time? I mean, could it be Power Slap? I don't know. It's not Power Slap. Oh, it's a promo. I should say promo, not promotion. Oh, oh, oh. Now, yeah, I know help? what it is. Okay. I can tell you. Here we go. This is uh, the great Jeff Munson, the snowman. Uh, here we go. Jeff Munson here. You like watching people get fucked for free? Watch me <laughs> fuck up Mark Kerr for free on DonKingTV.com live Saturday, September 27th, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. DonKingTV.com. I'm going to fuck him up. I'm going to fuck him up. I'm going to put these hands right around his face and beat his ass. You watch this live for free. DonKingTV.com. One big tip. better every time you hear it's, it. It's, like, it's so fucking what, funny. What was that? What, what was that for? He wanted to fuck some dude named Mark. And he wanted people it. to watch clearly. <laughs> and it did not go well. Oh. Wait, did they did they actually run that? Is that like a That's, blooper? That was or? the promo for Don King TV MMA promotion. Uh, Jeff Monson, Mark Kerr, they they were both big names in MMA at the time. Uh, and 
I think he probably meant, do you want to watch people get fucked up for free? Yeah. Uh, yes. Probably. Yeah. Probably. Change the meaning a lot. We kind of still know what he meant, but it's also like, <laughs> yeah. why didn't they do a second take? Yeah, uh, because Monson, the snowman, does one take. Yeah. He is a one take guy. <laughs> He's all like coked out, shirtless, and some like green screen. Oh, so good. I like the idea of like, I'm going to wrap my hands around his face. <laughs> I want to see that. I want to see how you wrap your hands around someone's face. That's that's got to be. I don't know. That's like a move that hasn't been seen in, the, in yeah. MMA before. It's just more. It's like a like a twister or something. You know. Right. When people finally do see it, they're going to be like, "Holy shit! That's yes. how you wrap your hands Dangerous around someone's face." Everything. Welcome to the face grab era. <laughs> I picture Shaq palming a basketball, but like somebody's head. That's, that's what, like, it's dunking someone's head is what I picture when you say that. <laughs> I have a lot of self-defense videos. Uh, I have a, a video that translates uh, uh, deaf sign language into karate. And one of the moves is you grab them by the face and throw them into the ground. Because uh, the and, way you uh, say what, monster what in sign language, uh, it says you are a monster. You don't really do the you are, right. which is a point and a little, little R from your chin. But then you do like a double face grab. And then one of your hands, you put his face in it. Anyway, it works. I've tested it. And they deaf people, when you beat them up, know exactly what you're calling them. Uh, we can cut all this. I'll do a little clap. It's, uh, that's cut that. Uh, <laughs> going to be a lot of those claps. Guys. Yeah, that might happen a lot. We're making uh, a running joke out of that. All right. Noted. Martial signing is what it's called. Sign language karate. I'm going to keep talking about it so we can't cut it. You got to keep talking about it, even that that though that guy begged you not to. <laughs> That's right. We got an actual email from that guy uh, asking us to take it down, not because we we're making fun of him, but because he was associated with another guy. I'm sure you know Napoleon uh, George Dillman. Oh, he doesn't know the Dillman at this point. <laughs> the great Dillman, uh, because that guy obviously. Uh, is sort of a disgraced karate grifter. He thinks you can knock people out by touching them, and you can't. Disgraced is kind of putting it mildly, I would say. Like that guy is just fucking laughing stock. Yeah, this, this bears repeating, though. Let's let's really bear down on this. The guy that invented sign language karate mm-hmm. doesn't want to be associated with somebody because they're they're too embarrassing. And there's no question that he's right. Like he's that's exactly right. Yeah, he is. Like, he's completely right. But. I actually feel kind of out of the loop here. I've missed this whole sign language karate thing. It was, yeah, just kind of uh, a DVD I bought like probably 10 years ago and like just couldn't believe it. I was like, this is a joke. But then I like looked him up. I'm like, he's real. But then I'm like, am I okay? It's such a delicate thing to be like, I'm going to make fun of this dude's sign language karate. It's like, that is so, (laughs) so ableist on paper, right? I'm like, I got to fucking, I got to nail these jokes. I did not. Yeah. I really offended the guy who made it. But again, not for the reason that he should have been offended. He should have been like, dude, I can't fucking hear. How dare you? But he's like, no, no, dude, get my fucking name off there. People are going to know. I know the magic karate guy. <laughs> oh, I love it. It's the most elaborate but vicious burn to George Dillman. Like yes. it takes it takes years and several people's entire lives to set up that burn. And uh, there, it lands perfectly. There's <laughs> levels to that burn. That's mm-hmm. God, when that reaches him, it's just going to reverberate in his soul. If he's uh, still alive. I mean, is Dillman still alive? Could he be he probably, like, touched himself wrong at one point. <laughs> you can't even... When your hands kill people by touching, you can't jerk off. You can't eat. You have to be real careful when you're doing yeah. that. <laughs> you did a video about uh, make-believe martial arts I really liked. Uh, and so I'm sure you've uh, been sued by Frank Dukes, just like us. 
I am. I'm actually working on a Duke's video at the moment. When I say oh, working, I mean, like it's in my head. Okay. I haven't actually done it yet. Well, that's the process. Was, yeah, I mean, it works for me. Um, but like, I was reading his book. I got a copy of uh, The Secret Man, <laughs> and it's so so bad. Do you think <laughs> it's, it's all true? Um, I would say it's roughly ninety five percent bullshit. Oh. Um, like he was like apparently like he was recruited into the CIA when he yeah, was nineteen. Yeah, of course. Like, uh-huh. like they they just randomly picked this nineteen year old who had like been through like the Marines and everything at age nineteen, and he's like super like respected in the military. So like CIA comes to recruit him, and like I was reading a chapter of it yesterday, and like he meets this the, the CIA the head of the CIA meets him in a bathroom, uh-huh. and the, the CIA guy is like just, just firing he, off. Hold on, these. did he check his ID? Does it, is it it's a guy in a bathroom claiming to be CIA? <laughs> I mean, he didn't say, but like, you know, CIA guys, they probably don't have to whip out the ID because it's mm-hmm. just like, it's, it's just their fingers are already in your butt. Yeah. They're like, hey, I'm not the CIA. <laughs> this, is, this is okay. This is totally normal recruiting. <laughs> but like the CIA guy is like busting out like every, every two sentences. He's like, you know, I, I need a ghost. I need, yeah. I need a zombie. Yeah. I need a, uh, I need a chicken wrangler. I need a, an ant <laughs> farmer. I need someone who's so outside, he's on the inside. I need someone who's so inside, he's underground. All this kind of fucking hilarious shit. And ju- it just keeps going. I'm like, how many epithets for like a secret man can this guy come up with? It's, <laughs> Duke, uh, probably, what are you doing? I'm trying to think if I've ever met anyone who would say no to that. Like, I think if you went up to any 19-year-old and said, like, here's what I need. I need a man who can blend into the shadows. I need an astronaut who can eat hot dogs with his ass. I need, and you're like, okay, yes, you're talking about me. This is me. <laughs> I've been training for that my whole life. <laughs> Have you gotten to the part where he barters uh, trophy swords for the lives of hostages? <laughs> no, no, I have heard that. That's coming. Looking up. forward to that bit. That's a good one. Uh, we can't make fun of him though, uh, because people will die. In, uh, That's true. Korea. Yeah. That's my favorite spin on the modern Frank Dukes. It's like he gets real emotional when he talks about people making fun of him because like lives are on the line. He's like negotiating hostages and they find jokes about him on the internet. Then they fucking kill the families. And that's your fault. They no longer respect him when you make jokes on his own. This is not a Frank Dukes podcast. I hate to disappoint everyone, but now I'm going to make you happy again because we're talking about the fucking United States Hot Rod Association's Monster Wars. Uh, we watched episode three because Brockway said it was funniest. I have to imagine he's right because it was fucking incredible. Uh, Napoleon, do you want to try to explain the show? Do you do you even get monster trucks over in Ireland? Is that a, a thing? I don't think it's possible to explain monster trucks to an Irishman. <laughs> Watching that show, I was like, if like because obviously it was like 1993, it came out. I'm like, mm-hmm. if you showed this to anybody in Ireland in 1993, they would be like. Why are these people ruining perfectly good cars? Don't haven't they ever lived through famines in America? Like, like you're just throwing good cars away, like just crushing them for fun. That's so not you immediately you saw it as a symbol of American excess. But yes, okay. disgusting excess, and I love every second of it. <laughs> and, and by that, do you mean patriotism? I, I assume mean, if you, if you assume want to call it that. Yeah. I do, and I do. So you hate us because you're jealous of our monster trucks. We get it. We get it. That's why we made the show. Uh, 100%. So go, would you not like to try to explain it? 
I mean, you can you can pass because it is I impossible. Think, it, I think probably my favorite thing, like I can't explain it, but I okay. do have a good story about it, is that so I got the email from you and, uh, you know, you were like, do you want to come on the podcast? I was like, fuck yes. <laughs> I assumed it would be something about, like, we're going to talk about Frank Dukes or whatever, which we did. But I thought the whole podcast was going to be about, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm. And then you sent me the email and it was like, we're going to talk about monster trucks. And I'm like, what the fuck do I know about monster trucks? And I turned to my wife and I was like, they want me to talk about monster trucks. And she just looks me in the eye and goes, grave nigger <laughs> she gets it what the shit and then she's texting me in work all day today and she's like you know you know bigfoot was like the og monster mm-hmm. truck and i'm like have i married the fucking monster truck encyclopedia how do you know so much about this stuff this is all a prank set up it's, by your wife it's in your soul it, it just it crawls in there genius but no i mean to explain it uh, i would have to say it is Kind of a cross between the best bits of WWE, that being the um, the the promos mm-hmm. and monster trucks. I mean, this if you is mash those two things together. That's monster trucks. It is truly yeah. an impossible ask, and it was unfair of you to do so, Sean. Uh, <laughs> Bad host. <laughs> I had I had time to prepare this. I believe of this. Well, this was given to us from the Discord from Mo in the Discord, who uh, who is wonderful and beautiful and an encyclopedia of things that should not be. Thanks, Mo. Um, <laughs> I believe the best way to describe this would be, uh, if you understand it, uh, it's like Turbo Teen. uh, uh, It's like a wrestling league made up of Turbo Teens. If every single member of the WWF back in the day Mm -hmm. was a Turbo Teen, uh, that's what this would be. Which is like a Transformer, but flesh. Yes. So... There's yeah, there's layers of abstraction here, and if you don't oh my understand, God, I'd forgotten that. about Turbo Team. Jesus, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> bringing back memories here. God, that's creepy. Monster, monstrous memories. That's that had to be in 1993. That had to be what they were referencing because the premise of this is that it's real monster truck racing, right? It's the right. actual USHRA sanctioned monster truck races. So this is the event. They go all across the country. They they have like a bracket. They keep points. It's an actual championship. They're real races. They're not scripted. But I guess are they were. The... <laughs> well, I mean, are they real races? Yeah. Well, let's be real here. All right. <laughs> well, they last five seconds, and it's mostly about who bounces, right? right? So uh, no, <laughs> they're, not, they're not. I think we could safely say they're, they're not, not. They're not. Or fixed. if they were, it would be pointless. It would be amazing if you could fix something that chaotic and pointless. I don't think it could be done. Uh, but they, I guess they had flagging viewership or something because it takes 20 minutes to set up a five-second race, and yeah. it's extremely fucking boring. So what they did was they hired professional, well, actors acting like professional wrestlers to dress up in character as the human version of each monster truck mm. and uh, they still have the drivers and everything. So they right. they interview drivers of these monster trucks and then they'll cut to a, a, a little like a, a short film of them trash to- of the monster trucks avatar on earth, trash talking the other monster truck. Yeah. I have uh, to say I was genuinely and bitterly disappointed to find out that the guys playing the monster trucks weren't actually the ones driving the monster trucks. The drivers, right? One you of kind the of, biggest disappointments. Or you thought they were at least ate and discovered that. Like you you would be on suicide watch. <laughs> but they don't even try to hide that. See, like it, I assumed just hearing about this before watching any of the videos, I assumed 
this was going to be like, they wouldn't show the drivers or they, they would be like tinted windows right. or something. And then these would be the drivers in a, in a kind of a mask situation. But uh, no, no, they are turbo teaming into wrestlers to record packages and hillbillies also get inside of them and drive them, I guess is the right. The and drivers they, all look like grandfathers as well. Like yeah. they're all like wearing like bifocals and like fucking wizened old men hobbling out to their grave diggers and shit. It's <laughs> like, that's, that's, this is another point. So uh, when I say they, they get avatars, the monster trucks get avatars. It's very clear not every driver agreed to this. So so only about a third of the trucks get characters yep. and the other ones don't want to play. So they just don't get characters. So there will be several times where a character will be trash talking to a monster truck that does not have an avatar. So now it's it's a man dressed like Skeletor yelling at an actual truck who has no comment <laughs> because he's a truck. <laughs> okay, so suddenly the ending of the show makes so much more sense yep. to me because I was like, why isn't the other truck talking yeah. shit back to this guy? You're just going to sit there and take that? <laughs> just gonna, <laughs> you would think they would opt out, right? Like, you only get to trash talk if your other truck has a character. No, no, they'll sit there and trash talk to a truck that can't talk back. It's cowardly. <laughs> punching punching uh, down. I do. The, the, when they interview the actual drivers, uh, it's almost exactly what you'd expect. Like, they're like, yeah, hell, I trouble my suspension. I can tell on that second jump there, and I go there. You go check my oil can there. I'll go back to my crew and we we'll do a hundred ten percent. I guarantee it. Next time we do, do our best, and it's just like, I, like I think after a few of those, they're like, you know what, we ought to do fucking Skeletor. <laughs> you know who I wish this guy was? <laughs> fucking Skeletor. I wish he was Sergeant Slaughter instead of this guy. And they, they were right. <laughs> they were fucking right. Get the powers of the Beastman! <laughs> so this is this is the premise of the entire show. It's Monster Wars. It's 1992, I think, is when it started. Uh, it's impossible to track which episodes are which and how many. It's one of those artifacts that is just scattered across time and history. <laughs> we think we we have got episode three right here that we're talking about today. I think so. Uh, we're doing an entire theme week on the site about it. So we will have already done uh, a collective article between me and Sean covering parts one and two leading up to this. So it'll make sense to everybody. Uh, not in this podcast. Everybody in this podcast only has three. <laughs> Except for me to go off of. Uh, so I'm you'll, so you'll, you'll, happy. You'll I just want to let me interrupt to say I'm so happy that we started a media company that just does a Monster Wars week. As <laughs> I, it, it makes me so happy that this is the life I've chosen for myself. It's the new Shark Week. I mean, yeah, clearly. absolutely. <laughs> we saw it and we were like, before we even watched all of the episodes, we were like, well, this is a week, week, right? Yeah, I didn't <laughs> fucking watch the video. Said, the material, yeah. Did these monsters, monster trucks turn into men and then scream at each other? Uh, I just fucking, that's our week. <laughs> that's our week. And we furthermore assigned that to two other writers. It's not just us. So we, we contacted our employees and we're like, we would like you to write about monster truck men. And they're like, what the fuck? How <laughs> many of them resigned after that? None. <laughs> they, they loved it because we've hired the right people. Exactly. Uh, this, the, the show opens with, um, God, I don't even know who this truck is. Uh, the, the actor I think is Andrew Benarski, who most people would recognize from, um, he was Zangief from the Street Fighter movie. He was the dumb guy in Hudson Hawk. He was the dumb guy in most football movies. Uh, but I'm not sure because uh, he is not on his IMDb. But to be fair, only three of the truck men were listed on the IMDb. But um, he's wearing a yellow sleeveless t-shirt with a homemade Batman logo on it. 
also a chef hat, also a Dracula cape, red bracers. He's got a witch nose, uh, kabuki eye makeup, and a wig that was made from the scalp of Hulk Hogan's corpse. Uh, this is for the job you want, not the job you have. <laughs> this has been a Monster Wars fashion check. <laughs> I'm going to play his intro. I love it. Oh. Oh. I'm not in the running this week. I'll return soon enough. In the meantime, cooking's got me occupied. I call this the Monster Mash. First, I add a little predator. <laughs> then, you just go some chorus. Why do you think I came up with this? Then, then I just add a cat of Greg Ginger. Just a cat. Stir it up a little bit. Stir it up a little bit. It's a little bit stirring music. Just aids in the suspense. Mm-hmm. What's gonna happen? Now that's what I call finger looking good. End of sketch. End of sketch. Hi everyone, I'm Lee Lee and welcome to Monster Wars. I just I left an inch the full intro. Uh for the viewers at home, uh, or listeners, he didn't make anything. He just <laughs> stood around getting a pot, and then he threw in three of his monster truck opponents, and then uh, cooked them uh, to make nothing. Like the the standard trope of you know when you're like a marriage takes one part compassion and two parts being too grumpy to fuck, and three I don't know I don't know what, the, but then you get to a thing in, in the structure of this where you you make a thing. Like and you merit. say a, a punchline or yes. a conclusion of some kind, and you don't just look to the camera and go, that's good. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I can so- add some context to this. Oh, good, uh, good. There's never going to be enough. There's not enough context in the world, like as a, as a finite resource yeah, to make sense of this. But what I like, what I, why I said episode three has to be the podcast, uh, and the reason that you guys go in, is that they started doing... Uh, I think two more levels of, of abstraction throughout uh, this episode. See, to start, they were just their character, right? They mm-hmm. were, which was already it was already a lot that you're a monster truck, okay, but you're also a guy, and that guy yeah. also has a theme. Like you're not just a monster truck guy; you're a construction worker or something. Now, now add chef. So this exactly. So this is first blood, the monster truck, and he. Okay. They open the show with him because he's not in the show. Uh, which is a bold decision, of course. Uh, his truck, his truck took some sort of damage and could no longer compete in this show. But they right. still wanted him in there, I guess, because he rules. Uh, he's a he's muscle great. vampire, which we've dealt with before mm-hmm. uh, on this show. We know how to how to deal with a muscle Dracula. He's a muscle Dracula. That's his show, First Blood. Uh, that sounds like a fetish, to be honest. A muscle Dracula. I'm very oh, it's, We know very well what that fetish is from uh, World <laughs> World Bodybuilding Federation. Uh, Aaron, was it Aaron Baker? No, that was a joke. Anyway, uh, that was, you become a muscle Dracula? Do you get bit by Alistair Overeem or something? That's exactly it. He thinks you're a horse. He takes a big bite out of you. <laughs> so for this show, he's also now. A chef for the skit. He's not permanently a chef. That's not right. like in his other characters. This is the first time you're seeing him as a chef, but he will be a chef for the rest of this show. So it's the cold open of the show is like an amateur wrestler, also a monster truck. That monster truck is a vampire with a lisp. And now he's a chef in a cooking hat doing a sketch uh, th- right away. Cold open. Here's 
here's what you get, kids. Here's all the yes. make, make fucking sense. Actor, one. I, like not a cheap get. Like this isn't just some local wrestling jobber. Like this is a guy who appeared in AAA budget films. Triple uh, A, Hudson Hawk Street probably cost one hundred eighty million dollars. I was thinking of Street Fighter the movie. I'm like, there's no fucking way that was Triple A. Maybe like, like Julia's uh, fee, possibly. But right. Everything else. Van, did they make quadruple A? I think they dumped some money into Street Fighter the movie. We could look it up, but but that's what I'm saying is like this is not just some completely random dude. Like this is a guy with connections and an agent and um, car payments. Day rate was car payment. Yes. Uh, I, I also love that the first words on the show is this guy going, I'm not in the running this week, which is just like, <laughs> as an artist, a- if you wanted to demonstrate the frivolousness of something, first you make it monster truck racing, and then you add all the wrestling, and then you introduce it with a man in a Halloween costume going, I'm irrelevant. I'm so like, none of this means anything. How are you, you going to crush people's dreams or hopes like that? You know, you see this vampire, muscle vampire in his chef's hat, and you're like, this is the guy I want to watch crush other cars and then he tells you immediately i'm not in the running this week like dude don't look at me forget about this (laughs) Uh, i do love it uh my note said he he looks like a five-year-old dressing himself for the first time because his dad is too drunk (laughs) (laughs) uh uh, he's he's doing a fire marshal bill impersonation if people remember that character that was uh, a jim character character on uh living color i think he took the best parts of that and made ace ventura but uh but just He's not doing something inspired by that character. He's just doing Fire Marshal Bill. As a as a vampire. Chef. As a vampire. Monster yes. truck. I he would argue looks that's vaguely inspired. like the uh sorry, I didn't mean to cut across here. Uh, he looks vaguely like the lead singer from um Grim Reaper as well, if you know that band. I don't uh I don't. But oh, they, they sound never, awesome. Oh my god, you've never heard Rock You to Hell. You I need to see Rock You to Hell. Hmm. Okay. Just, yeah, put just, it, trust me. You're yeah. Are they also monster life. trucks? They may well be. Okay. In their spare time. I mean, well, I only want to listen to monster Who's trucks. To say? <laughs> uh, so now I guess the, the, the show is running after all that. Uh, there's a leaderboard. Barefoot is leading over Gravedigger and Carolina Crusher. And like, there's real stakes uh, because I'm not sure if both of you guys caught this, but the winner gets 50 smackaroos, which is <laughs> specifically not. $50,000, and I'm not sure if that means something. Because they never specifically say the winner gets $50,000. Uh, there was another reference to to money that was not a specific number. So. Yeah, they, they don't want to promise too much. And uh, monster truck drivers, as, as evidenced by them being willing to make their monster trucks into men for these sketches, they don't have a lot of questions when you tell them something. Like, yeah, sounds good. All right. Other fifty smackaroos. Uh, sure, they do throw to a package eventually where they interview a guy, and it does not seem like he's living the the high life. He's like, "Yeah, I have built this monster truck with the last of our savings, and I have a towing company, and my wife uh, doesn't feed me some days." Uh, <laughs> package. They just film this guy's yep. miserable life, but he just loves these giant weird trucks. Just like believe- a passion for monster trucks that cannot be sated. Completely bankrupt. Can you believe they did an entire package in this episode of just like how sad that guy's life is? About how it's specifically about how he rolled over and everybody had fun and everybody loved it, but it cost him like yes. $3,000 and he can't afford that. So he has to auction off pieces of his truck and yes. like go back oh, to work yeah, as a tow, tow truck driver. It's very sad. 
It's insane that they included that as like their highlight. It's more insane that they included uh, that as the highlight in every single episode. I feel like they should do like a, a behind the music or something for monster trucks where like they follow the sad stories of all the monster truck drivers auctioning off their trucks piece by piece to, you know, to make they ends meet. Absolutely did in every single episode. These they trucks just, are alive. You have to remember. So auctioning <laughs> off those pieces, like they can scream, they can feel pain. <laughs> that, that is established when a truck crashes as like, we've established it right up front. Uh, the lore is important here with first blood, first blood crash in a previous one. So he can't compete. Therefore his wrestler is also like laid out. So uh-huh. yeah, the truck care, the damage carries over from truck to man. And I, I'm assuming vice versa. So yeah, you had to sell parts of that man just to uh, <laughs> just to make the next. It's really fucked up what you've established here. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, that explains why this car door I bought on eBay turned into a human penis. <laughs> uh, the door, the door why, is the penis, of course. That's why I have a human penis, honey. It's <laughs> that car door I bought. Uh so the <laughs> the host lady is a former Playboy playmate, um, and she's about as sincere as you'd expect from a, a nude model asked to read a list of monster trucks. <laughs> Luann uh, Lee. the epitome of mid-90s beauty, though. you got to give her Oh, yeah. Beautiful, yeah. like Peggy Bundy beehive hairdo. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, just so much cleavage. Almost dress- in like an unappealing way, just sort of like, uh, my shirt doesn't fit right. Sorry. Like, yeah. <laughs> she's dressed. What It's insane that she's dressed in like this black lace sort of dress it's almost like sexy funeral like sexy florida <laughs> yeah. funeral well, it fits with the theme you know I muscle think, yeah, vampires muscle sexy vampire, funerals grave digger skeletor <laughs> it's a it's a goth this is the first this is where goths come from this is how we invented them started yeah. out as monster trucks not a lot of people know that and we also okay we have luann lee who is the host we also right. have uh jim davidson who yes. is He's a real who, who rad would, dude. Who is, by definition, a rad dude. Uh, he's just, his personality is California. And uh, mm-hmm. as evidence of that, he would later go on to star in the show Pacific Blue, which was just about being super Californian, about cops nice. being super Californian. Uh, he's, what was it, T.C. T. Calloway? He's the officer from that. Okay. Uh, here, <laughs> here he's just being, just being real, uh, Real California and real oblivious of the words that he says. Sean, I, I sent you a clip. Oh. Uh, I think we might have to. We, th- we've crowded this so much. We have. Yeah. We are only allowed ten clips on a soundboard. What's the clip called? Apple. It's called Bad Boys. Oh, okay. So we're going to have to like delete the clips clip. that we Today use. Today on Monster Wars, we're coming to you from the Colorado State Fairgrounds, and we're going to show you the big bad boys from underneath them, on top of them, behind them, all around them. We- <laughs> he does. It's not went places. Yep, that's what that's his job is to say things like that throughout the show and to never realize it. There's a part later on, I don't know, maybe you've already got it queued up on the soundboard where a guy says something like, "I love seeing two uh, South Carolina guys going at it" or something like that. Yes. Oh, I didn't yeah. even notice that. That's just there's, that's just a normal thing when you're in <laughs> when you're in the Carolinas. Watching guys go at it is just a real pleasure. <laughs> You like when people get fucked for free? <laughs> uh, so yeah, this Dan Cortez dude. Uh, they have a clip where he like gets into an old car, and they have a monster truck jump over the car. Now, guys, I think how they did this trick is that he got into the car, right, and then they put the camera somewhere else, and he got out of the car. Now, listen, listen. Here's what I think they did after that: they jumped the car, and then this is the tricky part. He got back in, 
and was like, whew, I was in that car the whole time. It's called Hollywood magic. And once you see it, you'll see it everywhere. That speaks to the quality of the sketches that they will do. And probably the reason they have to throw to long, sad packages of the despair <laughs> of Oklahoma truck drivers. Yep. It's just like, well, I, that's it. I got that one sketch in me. And then we, we need to fill like eight minutes of despair. <laughs> it's like a country music song title or the, the, the loneliness of the monster truck driver who had to sell his car penis or whatever the fuck <laughs> <laughs> the classic country country lyrics oh fuck can you imagine listening to a country song and all of a sudden the guy's <laughs> singing about selling his, his penis door <laughs> uh, okay <laughs> let's try Okay, right, let's the, get the, the next race. race. It's Barefoot versus Predator, and Predator his his truck man is uh, he's got Ultimate Warrior face paint, but he's kind of a snake. Uh, and in this episode, he's also like a, a, a like a guy in a study reading books, like an academic. Yes, he is. So he's a monster truck. Uh, he's really a cat. Actually, he's supposed to be a cat, but that also oh. I I forgive you for getting confused because he frequently gets confused about it. <laughs> okay. Uh, I also uploaded a clip of that predator, okay. predator, predator study. study. Let's do it. Barefoot, my little hairy foe. Welcome to Predator's Study Hour. Come, gather around. <laughs> See, I've been boning up on new ways to make the little truckies suffer. And by the look of it, Barefoot, you're my guinea pig. <laughs> so beware. Because <laughs> number 66. Oh, it's a killer! <laughs> every time. Once more with feeling. Every time he does that little yowl, it cracks me the fuck up. So he's normally, before this episode, uh, he's normally a, a man who's a monster truck, but his promos also start with the jungle cat coming out, and then he turns into this man. So he's oh, a man transformer. who's a monster truck, who's a uh -huh. cat, and now in this episode, <clears throat> he's also like an academic in his study. Mm -hmm. uh, and you can Makes hear sense. it. You can hear it in his soundscape that you'll hear like police sirens and birds chirping. And they're like, it's because they're layering every soundscape of like, he's in the city, he's in the jungle. Now he's an academic. It's the, it's the concrete jungle. And they're right. just layering everything on top of it, on top of itself. And he's, who's your favorite? Oh, geez. Dude, uh, gotta go with Gravedigger. He's the party right. city Skeletor, basically. I mean, I do really like Gravedigger just Grave because Digger he's rules. Skeletor, just like a legally actionable Skeletor. He's no other uh, thing but Skeletor. <laughs> Captain uh, Power Equalizer is yes, clearly Captain say, Falcon. Yeah, I like the Equalizer because uh, his catchphrase was, yeah, with a fist pump. <laughs> and I guess Predators is, Rah! which is also pretty good. Rawr! Oh. I, I don't oh, know. No, wait, what about um, Carolina Crusher? There's that one part oh. where he like randomly transforms into the drill instructor. Yeah. And he's like, he's holding a drill and wearing these big yellow rubber gloves that you might use to declog a toilet. And it's like, it's like what do you think drill instructors actually <laughs> do? Like, <laughs> well, again, that's, that's because it's eight layers of abstraction <laughs> later. Like he is, he is, he starts out as just a construction worker. And then at some point they decide he's also like an explosives guy. And so they start right. showing him just holding dynamite. 
And then I guess for this episode, they're like, he's also a drill instructor in the military, but they don't take away and they're not like trying a different thing. They're like, ah, the construction thing isn't working. They're like, no, he's also that. Now he's also an army guy. (laughs) Which is great as like a a theme, like someone went in and said, hey, we will never take anything away. We will only add to this until at the end, everyone is 20 things. And I, it's so uniquely weird. Uh, while everybody has 20 things, I still feel like it was the same one actor doing everybody, like except yeah. for Equalizer, because like he's you know skinny as fuck, he's not you know yeah. beefy he's, like the other dudes. He's also Malibu from he's the American Malibu. Gladiators, so he was not skinny forever. Oh, wow, he beefed up. <laughs> Fucking Malibu is in this, just, and I love that they're technically zero things because this is not a thing that we can wrap our head around, like, like they're not mascots, they're. They're like, I don't, I don't know. They're the human avatars of the monster truck. Okay. I guess that explains it. Sure. They're like, they also have their own theme that is separate from the truck. And so, right. But the fiction, I guess, is that the actual trucks transform into men when they're not racing. And the fact that they don't even try to explain that kind of bothers me. Like I'm sort of pissed off about it. <laughs> Would have made a better film than Avatar though. I, 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 I love it. I love that, that they don't I explain it. Way more than Avatar. <laughs> Like unironically. My favorite Um, part is that they go to these promos, right? And they're so great. They're in full costumes. Uh, I won't say they're like good costumes, but there's a lot. There's a lot of costume and they have little like little matte painting backdrops and like crude special effects. And they have their own stories and everything. And they do, I want to say like 30 seconds to at least a minute between the exchanges of, of these things. And then all of this is building up to a monster truck race. So that after all of this, they cut back to two trucks idling and then they race for five seconds and <laughs> then it's over. Literally, that's that's literally how long, five to 10 seconds these races go. So all of this buildup is like, Roar, I'm gonna kill you. And then they cut to a monster truck. It bounces twice and you're like, oh, too bad, he lost. <laughs> the pacing of it. I lost, goodbye. Uh, I have a clip of a guy, Fred. I, I think he drove barefoot, Fred Schaefer. Uh, and this might explain why they came up with the idea of all these guys in skeleton. The margin of victory is full truck length. Fred Schaefer standing by with her own Jim Davidson in the pit. Fred, you're blowing doors out there today at the fastest qualifying time. Then you go up against Predator and put him away. Tell me about it. Uh, we were stationary and uh, it looked like he, he tried to red light on me or tried to get the jump on me there. It got me a little shuck up. I did a few things wrong there, but uh, uh, in between the cars, I was worried about the truck spinning and coming down, spinning and breaking, but I got through it okay and I'm ready for next round. Everything dialed in? Everything's ready. I'm ready. The charm. Thrilling. The charm of Fred. <laughs> and he, okay, he is... He's the man that that drives uh, barefoot, and he's, I want to say, 70. He's like 70 years old yeah, with his massive very, glasses. It's not he a young was, man's game, Monster Trucks. <laughs> he was one of the ones that did not want to play. Like, they clearly, he's one of the, like, champion trucks, so they clearly would have approached him to be like, we're doing this thing. And he was like, no. He takes his monster trucking seriously. No, he's not about to water it down with some fucking you Yahoo in a costume <laughs> representing his truck. But grandkids will love it. He's like, my grandkids just graduated college. They will find that childish. <laughs> but they don't omit him from the entire like thing. So that was Predator talking shit to him. The, the man in the yes. cat costume yes. dressed up like an <laughs> academic was talking shit to his truck which does not have a character and he's just there 
yeah, I don't want a part of this, but they still show it. He's still like unwittingly a part of it. And it's so much fun that they just. Yes. It was clearly like a 10, eight round for a, uh, for a predator yes. then in that case. Cause like, I mean, that dude was not talking back. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, ah, that fair enough. You, you kicked my ass, but uh, next time I'll throw the book at you. Cause I'm holding books in this episode. <laughs> book puns. Uh, the next- he starts he starts making book puns, and I have a clip later that pays. So I just want everybody to keep in mind that he starts making book puns here. Right. And it will build later. It builds. Yes, yes. It's a lot of a lot of building in this. Uh, the next matchup is Taurus versus Carolina Crusher. Neither one of these guys was listed as uh, our favorites, but uh, it's pretty fantastic. I think Carolina Crusher is... Uh, I wouldn't say it's a good character, but it's a deep character. As we said, they, they just keep adding stuff to him. Uh, I have a clip of him here. I'm the drill sergeant here, so stand at attention and listen up. Torres is the enemy, and after I march over him on the battlefield, he'll be missing in action. Cow dung, cow girl, I mean cowboy, take to your battle station. Commander Crusher is moving in for the kill! <laughs> it's better than the other guys or whatever the hell he was doing. Yeah, yeah he fucking meant that. That's the, the bad guy from Over the Top is that yep. actor. Actual uh, arm wrestler uh, before this, I'm assuming? <laughs> because you have you gave some serious like psychological mind game ammunition to your opponents <laughs> if you go back to actual like pro arm wrestling. He probably maybe he's in charge of this. He's like, guys, no, what you do in arm wrestling is you just keep adding elements. So <laughs> he's, he's a construction worker who is a monster truck, who is an explosives expert, dressed as an army man only for this episode. And I he will it. not do second takes. And he you know, I am the drill sergeant. It's like the first thing he says. Like, no, 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 like let, let me set up the the world for you here. And they keep the construction soundscape in and then add army sounds on top of it so he's doing construction in a war zone i guess is the uh <laughs> right. it's like fortnite yeah. well while being a monster truck yeah. monster truck it's construction in a in a war zone is, is where i think is. it's maybe too aggressive with the wordplay it's it kind of feels like they're reading themed valentines to each other like, <laughs> you know what I mean? like he's like it is high noon and my throat is going hoarse but spelled wrong telling everyone that i've got a bullet with your name on it yeehaw Boy, you're a cow. Oh, spe- speaking of all this cowboy shit, uh, I did clip Taurus's promo back. Yeehaw, Crusher! It's very easy to shoot you down. You'll stand out on this war like a dag named sore thumb. Or shall I say, dumb thumb. <laughs> oh, your scare tactics might work well with your jar hitting friends at the base, but this. Oh! <laughs> Don't bring my men into this! You rotten little cow wrangling wacko. I'm the one who's organizing this war effort, not them. So give me my respect or drop and give me 20 punk. Okay, so now I'm just confused as to who yeah. was the in the in the actual army here. Which one of them? We had the drill sergeant, and now we've got this guy talking about being in the military. I mean, it's just same I, guy. The Narratives—they're yeah. losing the narrative at this point. Well, <laughs> what, what happened? And uh, I'm sure you caught this uh, while watching it. Is that the monster truck men can interrupt each other's promos, which is oh yes, it's magical. So and it's like, how did he interrupt uh, Taurus's promo? 
If I recall, screeching like a pterodactyl. By <laughs> drilling himself in the face. Oh, he right, was holding yes. the drill up to his face and drilling himself in the face while He's screaming. Drill sergeant and a construction worker. And that's how those two things are linked. See, it's fucking so good. And what I love about that is that if they can interrupt each other's promos, that means it's happening in real time across the truck realm. They can like hear each other and scream at each other. It's yeah, to get are, Marvel on the phone right now. <laughs> they're never in the same place at the same time, so they are like through dimensions because he's in some sort of like Arizona Wild West kind of backdrop. While while clearly Crusher is in Monster Army construction, so they but they're interacting like right to each other. So they're bringing yeah. their own like little universes and crashing into each other just for this before they turn before they turn back into trucks. Of course, right. which and is like the only thing we are not talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that Taurus is talking about Crusher's Marine theme, which he's only doing today. So Taurus, who's just a regular cowboy still, knows about the other guy's thing and he's like commenting on it, which I, I, I think it's it's just good. Like, like someone is clearly has some good editorial direction and letting everybody know like, OK, you're, Crusher's a, an army man today. Uh, so, so add that to your promo. What am I? You're still just a cowboy. You're not ready for the big leagues. You're not ready for a second thing, pal. <laughs> I kind of feel it was basically like whatever costume was free was who you yes. were when you arrived on set that day. I was like, oh, fucking cowboy outfit's still there. So you're the cowboy today, right? <laughs> they probably up. had like a really hot girl designing the costumes. And they're like, oh no, chef had it. That's a really good idea. <laughs> a really good idea, <laughs> sweetheart. Just had chef on top. Don't don't take away anything. Okay, it's getting it's getting a little heavy. I, I'm literally and figuratively, it's getting. This is like 80 pounds of clothes I have on now. I'm 14 different things. <laughs> it's called world building, you barbarian. <laughs> he's an ultimate warrior, but he's also a nerd and a snake and a kitty cat. This guy's a bat Jim Carrey and a chef. I don't know. So maybe that's what they're going for. It's just like too much chef. Too much all shit. Of, all of that, all of that, like insane world building promo levels cuts back to a four second truck race, which Crusher loses like in four seconds later, four yeah. seconds after that cut where he drills himself in the face while screaming, they're like, Oh, lost by a 10th of a second there. And then it's over. That's it. That's like, that's so it's not like, it's not like professional wrestling, in which case you can have these long storylines planned out with the f big fight, you know, scripted out, you know how it's going to go. You're making these storylines and then it's based on however an actual, monster truck race pans out. And I've watched all of these episodes, like fully half of the races pan out with the truck just not starting or breaking. So, <laughs> so that's how these promos end. I'll eat you alive. Oh, I couldn't start. Sorry. <laughs> oh, so good. Um, God, the next guy is an alien, uh, which I love. Invader, uh, Invader. which means Invader's a space truck, which is something about that I really liked. Um, I vaguely remember Invader at this point. He kind of made that big an impression on me. Yeah, I took a clip of him and we'll see. Uh, Invader, Earth to planet Extorpa. This is Invader speaking. A compressed defective molecule known as Troublemaker will soon make his way to you. Oh, wait. Now he I probably remember. won't yeah. look like regular gray matter. He'll be black and blue. A word from the wise. He might burn well in spacecraft fuel. <laughs> Nailed it. I fucking, uh, there's so much. There's so much. I love it. Here's what I love about it is that he, he says he won't look like regular gray matter. He'll be black and blue because it, 
it doesn't really make sense. It's like an idiot looked up science terms and just riffed on one because it had a color in it. He's like, oh, that one's that has the word gray. Oh, I got something. I got something. The oh. the lore they established. First of all, Invader looks like a. Uh, Looks like your mom tried to build a Master Chief costume. Yeah, that's a Master Chief at home <laughs> costume for sure. <laughs> and, and I like that he has a home planet, right? His planet is Extorpa. And what happens with his races? Because they all, here's the great part. They all decide different stakes for their races. Some of them, it's just a race. And if you lose, you're like, ah, I'll race you next time. Some of them, like Gravedigger, if you lose a race to him, you die. Your truck <laughs> dies. Everybody dies. Your truck will come back maybe the next episode and nobody will acknowledge it because you're in a different world. Uh, Invader is... sometime you were dead. But for somehow you were dead. Invaders is, if you lose a race to him, he sends you to his planet for slavery, I'm assuming. (laughs) (laughs) And that clip ends with him saying he he might burn well as space crab fuel. (laughs) Fucking what? Space crab? Crab fuel? What the fuck are you talking about? That had to have been an error. Again, these guys don't do a second take. They're like, fuck you. The suit is heavy. Professionals. And the suit on top of that is heavy. And then the fucking hats on top of that are heavy. <laughs> this is probably where we got the term hat on a hat. It's because the fucking Monster Wars. They're like, Yeah, you literally have eight hats you're trying to hold up at one point. A fucking vampire in a hat is, is what... <laughs> I, know, I feel like the, the space crab arc is just woefully neglected in this. Story. I mean, they, they mention it and then they don't go anywhere with yeah, it. Yeah, bring that back. That's well, he fucking... does. I did. They race and what the fuck ever. He, Invader wins. Nobody gives a shit about the actual monster trucks at this point. <laughs> the monster trucks are the only thing we don't care about. Invader wins. And then I uploaded a clip uh, uh, exhausted. A weak attempt at winning, Troublemaker, and you pay the ultimate price. We had big plans for you on my planet, Extorpa. Although when you get there, you might be a bit exhausted. Hey, listen, on your way up, could you pick up a loaf of bread and some milk? Exhausted. He's and- clearly, yeah, he's planting eggs in it. Oh, he's a, wow. That's gotta and, be it, right? And yet... He then adds in, I think because he said eggs, he adds yeah. in a request for bread and milk. Right. And like this, this is what's happening through here is that you, you'll see it again with, with Equalizer in a little bit. Is that they'll say something, just an offhanded thing, one of their sketches. And whoever's writing these, if they're not improving them, is like, okay, that's the character now. So now, he's, <laughs> now he wants shopping. It's, it's right. his invaders thing. I mentioned eggs. You want to also pick up bread and milk? Like it doesn't affect anything but they will carry it over <laughs> this is very much like those joke books where uh like a spider-man joke book he'll like he says hey i'm gonna do some spider-man jokes about his webs and then he does a couple of web jokes that are sort of normal and then he's like webs webs threads threads sweaters are made out of threads spider-man's sweater will wrap around the villain and like that'll to them that's a joke because they're just in this fucking spider-man web zone and i feel like we're getting little microcosms of that yeah, each each one is allowed and encouraged to do that, and just totally without any respect to the others. So they're all building I'm, their own universe. I'm just quite disturbed at the uh, the implications of his big plans for you on Planet Extorpa, given what we know about what he does to people on Planet Extorpa. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> all right, Space Hitler, calm down. Yeah. <laughs> He's gonna implant his eggs. It's probably yeah. a very pleasurable procedure. It works until like, they burst. Uh, until they burst out of your orifices. Works like alien rules, and uh, 
<laughs> and if if they had a character, he'd come back the next week, also part invader, just like half of his costume. God, that'd be so good. Terrifying. <laughs> Absolutely fucking terrifying. Or just like a guy comes back and he just like looks sort of sick and he's like, I only have two episodes to live. I can feel Invader's eggs inside me. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past him. I bet I bet they get there. Or the fucking truck appendages just become flesh or something. You've got the equalizer with his truck penis dangling out of his chest or something. Like a, like a chest burster or something. <laughs> Equalizer's truck penis dangling out of his chest. <laughs> just on the record. We got that one on yeah, the record. That's recorded. Uh, so next we finally get the, the Skeletor guy we've been talking about. Gravedigger in human form. It's just Skeletor. Uh, Rockway, did you, uh, do you know who Gravedigger is under the mask? Uh, I don't, uh, this is Aaron Baker, the sexy vampire from the world bodybuilding federation. No, yes, he is yoked as shit. I did not have that in my notes. Right back. That's, that's amazing. And he, so he must've gotten, gotten like inspired because it was, it was 91, 92 for world bodybuilding federation. So Mm -hmm. he must've gotten inspired by muscle Dracula only to come into this competition and be like, there's already a muscle Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I have a backup line. Like muscle Skeletor. Yeah. Skeletor. <laughs> what about? Uh, ske- tell me you don't have a Skeletor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would have loved to see his his third option. <laughs> oh, no, Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, this next is Gravedigger versus Kodiak, and Kodiak's suspension gives way, and like. The truck drives into a wall, and then we're, re- we're reminded that, like, oh, yeah, these old men will die. <laughs> like, this is yeah, a fucking crazy thing they're doing. It's it's the dramatic linchpin of the whole episode, I feel, yep. when he hits that wall. It's like, oh, my God. It's like days of thunder all over again. <laughs> yeah, several times they'll roll over or crash or whatever. And you're like, what what happens? What happens in the package if uh, if one of them dies? <laughs> if, we, if if one of them, well, one of the drivers actually dies, do you cut back to Skeletor going, "Oh <laughs> shit, guess he's dead"? Oh shit, yeah, I'm I'm really sorry. <laughs> this is inappropriate had, now. <laughs> you probably pre-recorded like some Jedi Force ghosts for them to come in. <laughs> Remember me and all of my truck jumps. All fourteen <laughs> seconds. Of my career. Kodiak is another one that doesn't get a character because he didn't want to play. Yes. Uh, but several times the, the ones with characters will damage their truck somehow. And like I said earlier, it does carry over into the character and vice versa. So if one gets hurt, the other gets hurt. So you will see moments like this where like, oh, he rolled over and then it'll cut back to him going like, oh, that really hurt. <laughs> I, I have a new theory. What if there is some sort of a rule where they weren't allowed to do bear costumes because the two trucks that don't have men are barefoot, which is B E A R foot and Kodiak. Uh, so there's gotta be more to this. That, this that's is, gonna be buried in the lore somewhere. Yeah, Something about wear bears or wear trucks. Mm-hmm. Tropical uh, thunder also doesn't have okay. a man, but maybe that's a different kind of bear. <laughs> yeah, that makes, that does make sense. <laughs> I took a clip of Gravedigger. Let's hear him. Digger's coming back. Kodiak. See how easy it is to make the papers? Spin out a bit, and you're famous. Too bad the price of fame, in this case, is your life. Gravedigger's so, savage. So he killed it. You the died. Promo. You died because you lost. <laughs> Just 
put that in the record. It's uh, absolutely like child logic when you're playing and they're like, you got shot, so you're dead and you can't play anymore. You're like, what? No, I'm still going to play. Force field. Uh, Equalizer is uh, next against Tropical Thunder and he's a motorcycle superhero. I, what, he's the guy from F-Zero. Uh, as he's, yeah, he's, he's, card, he's cardboard captain. Which is why everyone hates him. Played yes. by Malibu, which is why everyone loves him. I did up, I uploaded his clip, if you didn't have it. All right, now listen up. I'm a little bit upset today, so Tropical Thunder, stay out of my way. You see, I've been getting some disturbing fan mail. Let me read you a couple of them. Well, here's one. Dear EQ, that's me. Please don't keep going and going and going. Signed, First Blood. Or how about this one? What? Equalizer. Your fashion stinks. Signed Predator. Pretty funny from a guy with catch grass. Doesn't sound like fine, man. Equalizer, I'm gonna break it to you. Well, go ahead and keep on writing in, losers, because I'm writing everyone off. Writing fun. Writing fun, because these are letters. Nailed it. Uh, yeah, I brought that for two reasons. First, there's some sort of mail system, monster truck interdimensional yep. mail system. That's important. And they write they write each other letters, which I think is adorable. But also, implies there is a monster truck postman. But but also he truck rules. Yeah, that truck fucking whips ass. We need to. He's postman is one is not enough things. He's got to be like a postman, uh, like Golem, who is also uh, a short order chef. Uh, everybody's a chef. It's going to end it with everyone a chef. Chef trucks and a mail truck. Chef trucks. They'll get a they'll get a toy line, and you'll have to convince people that they existed thirty years later. I swear to God, I had chef trucks. Did you not? Uh, I brought that clip because also at the ver- only at the very end there does he say, "I'm writing everyone off." So he's just making a writing pun. Yep. But that's enough. He d- he's not any other thing right now. After this, he becomes a professor because he's writing everyone off. He yep. said that, so now he's like, "Shit." I'm a professor now. It spawned a blackboard in his truck realm. Which so is the ability to write in this universe makes you a professor as well. Such, so you're such a fucking nerd. Doesn't set a high bar for intelligence <laughs> in the monster truckiverse. But I do think I do think you're right in that he made a pun and therefore it exists as a physical item in his universe. I think that's what's happening. That's that's the power of the words. That's why they keep doing wordplay. And so when the uh, something doesn't appear after the wordplay, that means they fucked it up. That means it wasn't good enough. It wasn't a good pun. I, I really like that uh, he had all this time to think of a comeback. And the guy's like, your fashion stinks. And his comeback is, oh, you're a hypocrite because you have cat scratch fever and a bad hair day, which is nothing. That is nothing about his hair. That's why nothing materialized for him. He was hoping that like, I'm a hairdresser now. No. No, <laughs> that didn't make a cat. I should have made at least one cat. <laughs> I'm writing you off now. I'm a professor. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, and then uh, Equalizer wins the the real truck, not the human, in like a, a couple of seconds. It's really hard to like follow these races or care. Um, they interview the guy, and he's got some kind of an oil pressure issue. And I I started recording a clip because I thought it was funny how like mundane his. It's, all these guys' interviews are like, hey, I got the dick, dip, dip. and but anyway, uh, as as the clip went on, it became a really good example of the manic pace of the show. So I just want to play a clip, just like twenty seconds of the show. Yeah, I tried to go hard over the first set of cars there and uh, see how it was going to work out. And I had good control on the other end, so it worked out great. Well, I know you've been keeping your fingers crossed about a couple things back here. What's going on with the Equalizer Monster Truck? 
I'm not sure. I got I got a motor problem. Uh, I've either got an oil galley plug or something that's back vibrating loose. I, I'm losing oil pressure bad, and when I get to the end of the run, I, I actually have no oil pressure. As far as the rest of today is concerned, you're going to be able to make it with that? Well, until it quits, I'll be out there running. Where's a fucking professor? You fix it. Going on the pit. Yeah. Mark Bendler, after running into the wall, tries to get things fixed aboard right, Kodiak. So they cut so this guy fixing his truck. Frantically. Then. I'm still slaving in the kitchen, <laughs> but this meal's going to be worth it. I wonder if Julia Child started out this way. <laughs> she did, actually. Fun it's almost time to see the monster truck. Out 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 as a monster truck. Let's take Julia a look Child at the monster truck. <laughs> uh, at the end, I, I kept that clip in because she goes, coming up and round deer, which I thought was very funny. I didn't know if she fucked it up or if they monster trucks out in French. I don't know. That it just was, makes it classy, you know? Very classy. That was a 30-second clip, and there were like eight different segments yes. in there. One of them was a vampire chef doing a Julia Child impression. <laughs> <laughs> it's, the, it's such pure madness, and nobody has any idea. Also, the you guy- running, that in Formula One, put it that way. I, yeah, I feel like it face. was a good metaphor that the guy running around trying to fix his truck had his fly down, and nobody told him. I feel like that's very appropriate. <laughs> Didn't even show. notice. It was just in case his truck penis popped out. <laughs> you gotta oh, leave it open. For off. Turn that into a door. Throw it on the truck. <laughs> I need a door for the truck. I know it's a sacrifice, baby, but. Gravedigger is made of the foreskins of fallen men. That's canon. That's, that's, he established that. The next time he appears in a segment, he's going to be covered in foreskins. The fucking lore of this stuff. It's yeah. so deep. My God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is when they throw to that package we were talking about earlier, like that sad guy who runs a tow truck company, and basically this monster truck hobby is just a huge drain on him and his wife, uh, <laughs> which is great. It's such, a, it's such a bummer, but you have to keep in mind the entire time he's talking about like how this truck costs him everything and he does it for the passion. You have to remember that that truck is Invader, the alien that captures other trucks and sends them to his home planet. And also, if he got rid of that truck, he has no dick. <laughs> That's, That's where he keeps his dick. Of got all my money and my dick tied up in this truck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then Equalizer is still going with this like professor thing. Uh, did you pull a clip of this? If if not, I can sum it up. Uh, he puts EQ plus Invader equals pain on the chalkboard. And uh, I did like this just because it proved that they can summon props when they want in the truck zone. Yes, he calls himself a teaching professor. Yes, a teaching says, I'm professor. A, I'm a teaching professor of pain, and then he's established, like, that's my thing. So, yeah, you have to be really fucking careful what you say. <laughs> we have beef together. Like, oh, shit, we're burger men now. <laughs> uh, I'm going to drop uh, you like a bad habit. I'm a nun? <laughs> Why am I a nun? That's one, it's not, it's the one part of that, th- that sentence. Oh, I would love a nun, monster truck man. <laughs> Give them time. <laughs> yeah, if this went like 20 more episodes, everyone would have been everything eventually. Just the the, the pace they were going. Uh, a singularity of insanity. Yes. Uh, I did pull a clip from the next promo fight. This was Crusher versus Taurus again. These guys, they're really building a rivalry. Hidey, hidey, ho! Hidey, hidey, ho! I'm crushing Crusher from head to toe! Man, what's a guy got to do to get away from all these pansies? I've got a oh God, he's going to turn into a pansy. With one smack <laughs> yeah, on this side 
and a bunch of losers on the other. Darn it, I want a real race now. I want a real race now, because I'm starving for victory. Oh, this is when he has his mental breakdown. Yep. Well, he said the words, I'm starving for victory. Yes. So hold on. Who Remember. is this mama's boy anyway? You know what they say. The bigger they are, the bigger they fall. Stop picking on me. <laughs> oh, somebody stole my sandwich. Okay, who was it? Somebody's going to pay. It was and you, Oscar dark. goes too. It's Just incredible. Like, I didn't edit that. That's That was an actual TV show. I think he was trying to become a giant baby, and it just it wasn't. It wasn't taking. Because he didn't voice it. He didn't say the words giant but baby. But he did you know? say, I'm starving for victory, and that made his sandwich disappear. And yeah, so now was- the stakes of this race are his sandwich. Because when he <laughs> when he wins, it cuts back to him, and he's gotten his sandwich back. And like, so they established the stakes after like accidentally establishing that he might be, it's fucking madness. I love it so much. (laughs) I like that. uh, It also established that he lives with his mother and seemingly he can't eat unless she buys him food or, or makes him food, Uh, which uh, just throw that in the, the Carolina crusher lore. I don't know if it's interesting or not, but now you know it. Um, They discuss uh, in the, in one of the following races, they discuss uh, technique and the driver says, uh, says I've patented this move uh, where I accelerate on the part of the course that you accelerate on, but then I really accelerate at the jump. Uh-huh. Like, I just want to bring that up real quick as a reason. Like we're talking about the fucking guy inventing sandwiches and shit out of thin air because otherwise it's, it's, it's I go fast and then I go faster. Back to you. I go double fast. That's a really good I have to point. Say, though, like I watched that whole episode and I did not pick up on the the minutia of like you know the speaking these things into existence that you guys have broken down here tonight. So I, mean, I didn't there really either. are levels to this shit. Yes, I didn't pick that up until we started talking about it, and then it was like, I, yeah, that's that's, I that's get it. this is genius. <laughs> it is genius. Uh, speaking of genius, they throw to a package with Randy. He's the guy who dumps dirt down in the arenas. Oh, this, like, this was my favorite bit, actually, where they explain how the, yeah. the arenas are made. Yeah. It's like, well, I, I make the, 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 the arena, and it's like, he breaks it down. It's like, dude, you, you literally spread some dirt, and uh-huh. then the truck drives over the dirt. <laughs> you, take one of, you take a truck made to spread dirt around, you spread the dirt around with the truck for the dirt. They call me the dirt guy. Did you have? Did you have a clip of this? I didn't take a clip of Randy. I, I just... forgot to, too, but it's so good because they have like this 1990s hip hop backing with these like attitude graphics, these like hot pinks and, and color swaps. And it's like Randy designs dirt tracks and they cut to him and he's he's got all this hip hop and these cool graphics surrounding him. And he goes, they call me the dirt guy. We do all types of tracks, but dirt, we do dirt. <laughs> That's what he has to say. They cut away from him and then later. They cut back to him and he goes. Somebody called me an adrenaline junkie not too long ago. I don't know about that. <laughs> they called me an actual junkie, but yeah. <laughs> that part is very true. He's just—he knows he's boring as shit, and he's got something to do with dirt, and all the graphics in yeah. the world won't save him. It's like Randy, you designed a track that is a straight line of dirt, and you're the track guy. Like, I mean, he's found anyone better. <laughs> sometimes there's different weathers. And like, that's, I think what, like, that's what's when his adrenaline kicks in when there's like a drizzle and he's like, I got to get this dirt down, but some of it's kind of moist. 
<laughs> They're like, Randy, you're too dangerous, Randy. These are the stakes of the actual like competition that all this is about. You're being overshadowed so hard by fucking <laughs> by, by Skeletor mailman of space over here who's <laughs> just spinning off into his own universe. And you're like, meanwhile, the actual competition and nobody gives a shit. He's so boring. But then at one point they show a track that's like actually circular, you know, like trucks like taking turns, like turning left, like right. almost NASCAR-esque. Yeah. And it's like, well, why didn't you show some of that shit? They show it for like two seconds and then cut straight back to trucks driving in a straight line for five seconds. They do both. <laughs> so some of the episodes will have like the NASCAR track. Some of them will have a 10 second track. Some of them will have a five second track. So you never know what you're going to get episode per episode on every level on like the monster truck level on the, on the wrestler level, the logic level. Maybe the monster truck has to wish the track into existence or something by saying, you know, like, I don't I, I'm feeling like a circle today. I don't fucking know. And then Throwing you a track appears. Like, a curveball. Yeah. Oh, oh God damn it. Now I'm a baseball player. <laughs> We're gonna clean your clock. Oh fuck! Now I'm a clock and a janitor. <laughs> uh, Napoleon, can you tell when I do like my hillbilly accent, or does it all sound like the same American accent to you? Um, no, I, I'm married to an American, so I, I'm uh, aware of the the various mostly East Coast accents. Though, so, yeah. mm-hmm. good. If you've been doing an Irish hillbilly accent, I can't tell. <laughs> oh, all of us are hillbillies. It's fine. We only have the one accent. <laughs> uh, so we got Gravedigger beats Crusher next. And uh, he's still doing like a newspaper bit where he's like, uh, I'm reading the obituaries, beast man. And the thing he says, he's like, they spelled your name wrong in the newspaper. And there's like, wasn't a bit. It's just like, hey, you're in this newspaper. They got it wrong. Bye. <laughs> That's the end of that. <laughs> so yeah. So fucking good. Put him in his place with that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I found a picture of you that's not very good. Uh, it's not a very flattering I'm picture. Flattering writing on this yes. one. <laughs> you thought I, you thought I'd have another thing here, but no. <laughs> Goodbye. I've, I've discovered you have to be very careful about your words in the truck zone. So I'm <laughs> a skeleton of the newspaper today. <laughs> uh, then. Uh, uh, yeah, barefoot versus equalizer is my is my favorite clip. Uh, oh, I took the shit out of this. I took the actual racing clip from this because it was incredible. Oh, fantastic! Play that, okay. and then you can play uh, my wrestler clip. Okay. Well, now I'm the ultimate professor. I teach by example, and barefoot, I'm going to teach you a lesson in life and death when you show up. Be prepared to fail. And by the way. Bring me an apple. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> it's it's the, yeah. Come to the, the line. Equalizer okay. now, this is and the, barefoot. Chevy against For the God. listeners, you're going to love the this. World champion this the actual race the audio. former world champion. The Morris would love to have that title back. Wait for the green light. They rev up. A whole shot for barefoot. He pops a wheelie in no man's land. A wheelie down the track for barefoot. And he wins it. An incredible run for the world champion. And David Morris just didn't have a prayer. Dodge took it down the track. Your winner barefoot with a wheelie. They're going to do the replay. Watch this. He powers up. And the front tires never touch the dirt. To the finish line. 
fucking electric guitars. Secret guitars. That's not racing. That's flying for barefoot. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. That's not racing. That's flying. So I feel like if every race was like that, you could probably get by without the wrestlers because that was completely sweet. Popping a wheelie in no man's land. I mean, I didn't know it was called that until he popped a wheelie in it. And then it became something with a cool name. Yeah. That's where the Literally trucks live. World War One soldiers start appearing in it and shit. They're all caught up on barbed wire, being <laughs> mown down by machine guns. It's like, oh no, we conjured World War One on our racetrack. That's the truck zone. That's where the truck zone is. It's the limbo between wars. <laughs> and you pop a wheelie straight through it. My God, the fucking rules to this show. <laughs> Look at all of these moist holes for my eggs, says Invader. <laughs> Uh, I just, I just love that Malibu ended his little promo with "Bring me an apple." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and afterwards, since Equalizer lost, he took the F that he gave Barefoot before the race and he changed it to an A, which is like that's a real classy move. I think you're now you're now an A for it's not even a B, which is the easy change. <laughs> Yeah, it's hard to say what he's yelling, still yelling about something, but it's hard to say. It's kind of lost in the school wordplay. Um, and then, then they play an ad for just crashes. This is fucking faces of death for Tennessee kids. It's like the power slap of trouble. Yes. Just the crashes. Just the crashes. I just want the death. Take out all the Skeletors. Why would you? Why would you take out the Skeletors? They better be selling a far more popular collection that's just like, oops, all Skeletors. And then it's, <laughs> it's, it's just the bits. But Gravedigger just needs to wish that universe into existence, and then it's just the Gravedigger universe. Gravedigger cinematic universe. <laughs> I would absolutely watch a movie based on this. I think that would be the biggest train wreck that, that we would talk about for decades. You could watch the Masters of the Universe movie from the 80s and just pretend it's the, the Gravedigger cinematic yeah. universe. That's, that's exactly who they would have got to make it, is, is the canon films. They would have been There's using parts be. from other, other movies and Mario Brothers props. There's got to be an edit you can make to that movie. with. Hopefully they have like Robert Ty style 10 hours of B-roll of Masters of the Universe we can recut to be about monster truck spirits. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> Put in some vintage Dolomite footage. Fucking now we're now we're on. Look to at it. that truck. That truck is doing it. This yes, seems like we're movie. being insane, but like the next bit uh, is Gravedigger versus Barefoot, and Skeletor yeah. comes out having apparently already changed. Like he was leading hard on a on a newspaper angle. He even said something uh-huh. about like maybe this is how Howard Hughes got started. Clearly expecting like the next one. I'm gonna be a newspaper man. And he comes back in in a bow tie and is like, I'm rich. I'm going to the Bermuda Triangle. What the fuck happened to you? What did you say off camera? So where the fuck could you go to the Bermuda Triangle just because you're rich? Yeah, like eight more things happened to him. He made like fucking 16 puns and he came back. I don't know what happened. I've got two bikini girls. I've got a bow tie. I'm in the Bermuda Triangle. I feel like if you sat down and thought about where Skeletor would vacation. You'd, you'd like think more zone uh, Bermuda Triangle. You're like, that's the one. That's where he would go. Uh, but yeah, he's going on a fuck vacation to Bermuda with two sudden bikini girls. And somehow that happened off camera because the last time we saw him, he was turning into a newspaper man suddenly. <laughs> <laughs> Just, 
Jesus. It's a twist. No I tried to order a sex on the beach. I don't know what happened. <laughs> Just... <laughs> he lost also, by the way. So, so this is his losing speech. He's like, I guess I lost the track account. I guess I'll go fuck these ladies and the forbidden zone. He lost the race, the, but one life. That was the final. So he lost the finals, but then the other guy, Barefoot, didn't have a character. Yep. He's just an old man that didn't want to play. So they cut the Skeletor turning into fucking Mr. Bermuda over here in his bow tie with his. And then he doesn't have, like, he's the villain of this so far. And this whole thing ends with him just being like, I guess I'm going on vacation. And meanwhile, the hero, Barefoot, never appeared in the show. Like, yep. <laughs> that's how this, it's how it ends. It's insane yeah. and wonderful. Well, to, I just, to leave it on a cliffhanger, I think. So you're just wondering, like, what's Barefoot really look like? <laughs> Are we ever going to get to see him transform into a fucking dog or something? <laughs> Is As- Mr. Skeletor going to rail both of those models in the Bermuda Triangle? And if so, will anybody oh, ever know find him again? You don't even have to ask. That's how Skeletor gets down. You guys are natural storytellers, so you want the story to end here, but it doesn't actually. What it does is it throws to Dan Cortez interviewing this middle-aged man from Gravedigger, and he gets some really fascinating insights into some sort of a slight overheating issue he's kind of dealing with. Oh, I took that clip uh, of his... He gave his winning... Fred Schaefer, they asked him for his winning advice, and uh, he gave all of his wisdom in one clip. It's really good. I, I do also, I haven't mentioned this yet, but uh, the guy, when he interviews people, he pulls them very close. Like, it's weird that they don't kiss. Like, it's, yeah, it's so uncomfortably close. Yeah. Yeah. Fred, a great job. Tell me about that run against Digger, though. Well, you know how hard Digger's running? Because all I did is I got over that hill and I pushed that thing to the floor and let that big dive motor do all the work. And I just held it down straight, crooked. It don't make no difference. I just held it to the floor and see how it comes out. That's what I did. I just held him down straight from <laughs> He says eight different ways. What I did is I pressed on the gas and then I held it down and I let that motor do it. And what I did was I let him put the, ga- the hammer down, which is the gas pedal, remember? And that's all I did. Goodbye. <laughs> what a fucking show. He and just keeps it concise, you know? It's, he hasn't got time to waste. You see why they needed to turn that man into a Skeletor. To, yes. make, to make him interesting. I just feel like we should get like these bits for like all the most boring UFC fighters or something, you know, oh, that'd be get so a, awesome. just like, you know, they, they can't cut a promo to save their lives. Get fucking Skeletor to do it for you. Like, come oh, yeah. on. Jeff, dress Jeff Monson up as, as like a chef and a dentist <laughs> and a truck and a tank and a professor. Right. Wouldn't mind if he was a little bit of a centaur. Stick him in no man's land. Don't yep. put him on planet exo prime or whatever the fuck the one with the, uh, the, the weird shit was. You know? And he'd be like, I'm Damien Mile. I'm here to fuck and fuck. <laughs> if you like seeing monster trucks get fucked for free, <laughs> come on down to Skeletor planet. Einstein Hunter Frankfurt. Einstein Hunter Frankfurt.
There's nothing so tragic as when the young die before the old. Here at Hot Dog Space Camp, we know that all too well. A moment of silence, please, for the late Hot Dog Space Class, 2023. Three Finger Louie. Aaron Croston. Adrian H. just wanted to see the stars. Buck. We told her that's not how it works, but she was a dreamer. Aiden Mouet. Alpha Scientist Java. Unandy. Armando Nava worked hard, partied harder, and, they say, died the hardest. Badger. Benjamin Sironin. Bim Talzer. Brandon Garlock. Brian Saylor was the first to suggest they steal a real rocket, but we're trying not to place blame here. Brianne Whitney. Rockway loves the meat pilly. Still does. Barry Tumac. Cyril was the one who actually stole the rocket, and it's his fault. Chad. Chance McDermott. Chris Brower. Curious Glare just wanted to smell space. Devin the Rogue Supreme. Dean Costello. Donald Finney will never forget your tragic last words. Ghost Rod the Whip! Eric Spaulding. Fancy Shock. Jellaho deserved better than to be torn apart by space apes, but he did bring those apes up there. Greg Cunningham. Hambo. Haraka. Harvey Penguini's parents are suing the school. We understand they're hurt, but exploded by asteroid is a pretty classic act of God. Hot fart. Jaber Al Aiden died how he lived on the moon. Jeff Haraski. We've lost every one of our precious Johns. John Dean's family asked us to say, may he rest in the peace he hated in life. John Hector McFarland's family asked us to say, may he rest in war. John McCammon's family asked us to say, may the bastard find no rest. John Minkoff's family chased us off their property with a thresher. Johnny No Fun was ironically too much fun. It turns out space is not the ultimate bong cooler. Joseph Searles will never forget your tragic last words, which were just your own name yelled from a saddle tied to a booster rocket. Now, it may not hurt as badly as losing the Johns, but we lost all of our Joshes too. Josh Fabian, we hope you finally found Alf. Joshua Alf Graves, if only the two of you had met in life. Josh S., we hardly knew ye. Nobody could even find a picture. Leading theories say you were an urban legend. Ken Paisley. K&M. M. Jahi Chappelle. Mac Miserable. Matt Riley, when you enrolled, you told us you wanted to die naked on a comet. We laughed at the time. Max Baroy. Michael Lair. Michael Wells. Now, the school is suing Mickey Lohman's family for defamation. We are not a school full of buttholes who teach kids that rockets point down. Mike Stiles. Moju. N.D. Neil Bailey. Neil Schaefer will miss your laughter most of all. It went like this. War, 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 war. Like a horny walrus choking on a Smaller walrus is wild, it's crazy stuff. Neku 104. Nick Ralston. Ozzy Olin. Patrick Herbst 
You asked in every class what would happen if you stuck it in the lunar rover. What was the answer, Patrick? Rachel, Rain Vargas, Rihanna, Sarkovsky. Sean Chase is the one who started the deadly rumor that huffing space got you high. Spotty reception. Supernaut had a theory that, in zero gravity, a fart could propel you forever. It's still going, as far as we know. Head age. Thomas Cavazos. Timmy Leahy overdosed on freeze-dried ice cream. You can only eat four of those in a lifetime, you know. Toasty God. Tom Sekula. Tommy G. Waylon Russell. Yesarian. Yanis Ioannidis. You were our best. Our brightest. The live feed showed you burned that way, too. Dr. Awkward, all of your instructors said it was impossible to do a kickflip in space. They said you'd never land it without gravity. I guess? I guess? I guess the joke's on them because you're kickflipping forever now! <laughs>